Welcome to the Beautiful Step Podcast, where we run, stomp, tiptoe, and tango into the confusing, but beautiful world of togetherness. We are your hosts, Chris and Charity. Now, let's go make our together even Even better. better. Gorgeous. One word for you. Ah, so nice. You like my fun pink scarf? I was trying to match your great shirt that I love so much. Nordstrom's Rack. Oh, oh, bargain hunter. Yeah, bargain hunting. I did what you do in that I tried to tell you what price it was. I didn't say what price it was. It was like only $19. Oh. But you do that every time, every time. Yes. Here's how much I like a deal. I like a deal. You love a deal. It's something I value. Okay. So today we're actually going to talk about negotiating. Ooh. Speaking of deals. So we did a podcast a couple times ago about how to get what you want when somebody's being a jerk. Right. Remember that? Yeah, I totally remember that. (laughs) And so we thought what would be a fun follow-up is actually tools on how to get what you want with your partner. Okay. Like keys to negotiation. Like you have individual things that you want to accomplish, but then there's this like common goal. Yeah. 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 Or just, or just, Hey, I've got stuff I'm trying to do and I need to get you on board, buddy. (laughs) You have a way of doing that. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm a a fairly decent negotiator, I think. You are. So are you. It's just because I give in all the time. Not true. You don't think so? Not true. I think it's true. No. So, but one of the things I do love about you, and so I want to get into this topic by, by bringing this up because I think all men listen. What? Actually, all partners listen. This is something Chris does really, really well that I think if I were to stack it up for our, like all my friends that have partners, they would say, wow, Chris is really good at that. I wish my partner did that. I'm dying to know what this is. Okay. You ready? Go. It's that you let me totally vent and then you'll take my side every time. So is that a beautiful thing? Is that, is that what all women want? Yes. Yes. Okay. I just got sexier to every woman on the planet. Yes. Well, you were already really sexy. Okay. 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 No. So this is something you're really good at. I don't know if it's because you had a sister, um, but you intuitively know this. So if I come home and not only did I have a sister, but I had sister that had friends over all the time. Right. So I know how women think. Okay. Yeah. Got it down. Yeah. Well, And with me, you're really good about it. So like if I am upset about something or needing to process something, I'm somewhat of a verbal, I'm a, I'm a verbal processor. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I'm a verbal processor. So I'll need to talk about it. And some people, some partners make the mistake of like feeling like they need to fix something if the other person's venting or like trying to be the devil's advocate. Can I just say right now, never, ever, ever. When your partner's venting about something or something someone did, right? Be the devil's advocate. That's not your job. That's Ooh, not your role. Good. Like I warning, like warning, red lights. Don't do it. Don't do it ever. Why? Because it totally invalidates what you're trying to do, and you're you're going to your partner hoping, as the as the person who's venting. Yeah, you're going to your partner hoping like I I know my person. We're going to be on the same team. He's going to back me up, even if I'm totally wrong. Like, I still want to know that you're going to be like, let it all out. I agree. Yeah, you're right. She's a total bitch. Like, I can't yeah. even believe he said that. Blah, right. blah, blah. You're going to you're going to do that with me all day long. Yes. One hundred percent. And I got to say, it makes you way sexier. And like, a- I like how I like how this isn't like this makes you you know, intellectual, <laughs> this makes you, you know, okay, uh, emotionally does, intelligent. It does that this too. makes you straight up sexy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, guys, listen up. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. It does those other things too, emotional intelligence and all that. But I think the sexiness factor, honestly, be just because yeah. I value because I'm an oral processor, I value being heard. I actually think everybody across the board, whether they're whatever kind of processor they are, they value being heard. Of course. And I, can I just say something about your verbal processing? Yeah. You're pretty cute about that. I am? Because you say a lot, oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. And then a half hour later, I'm still eating popcorn. Just like it's like I'm watching a movie, <laughs> listening to you vent. Hey, like, you do the same thing, though. You yeah. do the, you I do know. the same thing. I know. I don't need to talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> And then seriously, a half hour later, you just, you've said yes about 50,000 times and you've agreed with me and it's wonderful. Yeah. So there's something really key and in, in, when you're with your partner that you have a safe place to go do that, to process, to go vent. And that person kind of commiserates with you. And you're saying if you're the devil, devil, dead built, dead beat advocate, (laughs) if you're the deadbeat advocate, I'm like, that's better. Oh yeah, that is. Yeah. If you're the deadbeat advocate, then you're in a way you're not safe. No, you're not a safe person to talk to. And I'm not saying like you always have to agree with your partner, but when you know that they just need to vent in that moment, you need to just, you just need to suck it up and be like, you're right. I can't believe they did that. Like, Oh, I, you know, I hate her too. Like you need to do all yes. that shit. Like do yep. all that. Uh-huh. 100%. So it's really, it's really key. And I would say, you do that really well. And I find that when I talk to some of my friends, when their partners don't do that, they don't feel heard. They don't feel safe. And I understand the reason because when you're listening to your partner vent about something, you totally know them and you probably know the situation and you're probably like, ah, oh, they're mm. kind of wrong about that. Like, <laughs> uh, she probably wasn't that mean about it. It probably went down a little bit different. Sure. But it doesn't matter in that moment. Let him have it. Let him have it. In that moment, that's not the time to like, like that. that's not the time to be like, you know, yeah. saying all the things that they, that they need to be corrected on. That's not, the, that's not the moment for that. Exactly. And you know what I think? Okay. So there's a huge theory behind this. Okay. Yeah. Go. And it is this whole idea. We talked a little bit about it in a podcast previously, but it's this idea of a common enemy. Yes. And what happens when you can create a common enemy? Okay. First of all, a common enemy is a psychological, social, even spiritual phenomenon that has been with the human race for ever, ever, like ever since, you know, humans were humans, humans get together and they create a common enemy. And the reason why that they create a common enemy is because if you have a common enemy, you have solidarity within the group. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you have camaraderie within the group who hates that other, other. Yeah. I'll just say other, whether yeah. it's a person or like religion does it really well. Oh yeah. And they call it Satan. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like Christians have Satan or as the sin common enemy, or, or sin. Yeah. And what happens is then there's all this really, you know, really deep intimacy within those people who have that same common enemy. Yeah. And it actually is referred to as that, like common enemy intimacy. Oh, like really? That's a okay. thing. That's a I, term. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. And it, when we're doing it, like, well, I have tattooed on my foot. You and me against the world. world. It's always been our saying. Yeah. I mean, how deeply intimate is that, that we have this common enemy about anything against us shall not stand. I mean, isn't that a threat? Right. Any threat. And so I guess the, the, the beauty of it is that it does create camaraderie, solidarity. It creates intimacy. Yeah. And then the downside though, right? Right. Is when you have, say, like a, a family structure, 
Yeah. And you have, um, I, I think the psychological term would be a scapegoat within the family or a black sheep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. So you have a person who in the family is, you know, just a screw up or they're doing something bad or, or they're just in, op they're in opposition to the rest of the group or they're in opposition to the rest of the group, whatever right. it may be. What happens that the, the really dark side of this is when a family comes together and, and they create a common enemy out of that other family member. Yeah. And, and the, let's just say it's a family of five, right? Yeah. Well, and the four of those people seem to get more and more intimate and they seem to get more and more connected on trying to fix this cause or, or, um, you know, be against and, 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 and kind of like figure out all the things that this bad person is doing. And we're so glad that we're not like that. And you know, yes. I mean, that's the, all the othering know, language. Exactly. That's the really, really dark side of creating a common enemy. Yeah. So it's a very valuable tool when you're starting negotiation, because unless we feel like we're on the same team, we're not going to get anywhere. Like we're fighting the same fight. We're, right? we're going we're, towards a common goal, whether it be our relationships improved course, or yeah. we have something that we're working towards or like making our love last or right. any of that stuff. But what a broken way to create intimacy. I think there's some real brokenness to create intimacy by simply having a common enemy. Yeah, I think you have to, but it is one of the factors that you have to create. It really, right. uh, I do think there's such value for us. There's been a lot of value in this whole mentality of like, it's us against the world. Anything sure. that's coming at us, we're going to view as a threat against not me, not you individually, but like we're going to view as a threat against us. Right. And it does get dark though, when the common enemy is an actual person. Yes. You and, know what I mean? Like and it you, can become toxic. And what sure. happens is, is then, I mean, how do you ever get back? Right. Once you have the common enemy, I mean, you got to go through some really deep forgiveness and, you know, yeah. uh, extending trust and all that kind of stuff we talk about. But, that, and that's why I say that this is a, a, a fabulous tool, but it's also a dangerous one. And I would say for people who um, maybe haven't recognized this hasn't come online yeah. in their conscience yet yeah. to say to themselves like, wait, have I just created, are we just creating this common enemy right. here? And like, and so now the most motivating thing is sort of hate in us. Like, yes. and that's the thing that's binding our hearts. That. You, you yeah. really do need to check that out. I think yeah. that's, and that was yeah. why I wanted to bring that up is because yes, it's powerful, but it's also, it can be just so dangerous. Yeah. It has lots of pitfalls to it. Pit, uh, pitfalls to pit, it. Pitiful pitfalls. Pit, pitiful. Pitful. So. Yeah. <laughs> pit, pit bull, pit bull pitfalls. Yeah. But to recognize the threat. And that's one of the things we've had to do is go, okay, what are our threats? Like for our yeah. relationship, we've always been very honest about like, okay, we see threats as like super, you know, when you were pastor it was like, okay, a threat. Number one threat is going to be like time away, you know, like time apart and not being on the same page. Good point. Yeah, right? exactly. But a second, you know, another really common threat would be like super needy women who are like attracted to authority and male figures who will listen to oh, them. Man. So like I could see that from a mile away and be like threat, 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 you know? And so we just always had that thing of like, Oh, you're not going to not see that as a threat and I'll see it as a threat. That doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. We no, had we to decide like, see. we both see that as a threat. And yeah. so we're going to treat it accordingly. Yeah. And it was in, sort of ingrained in us. I mean, if you take that whole needy woman who's attracted to power thing in a church and you have a male pastor, yeah, like we saw that 
play out and crash and burn um, for our eyes. Yep. Like it just, it was pretty easy for us to both go, man, that's a common, that's a threat. That's, that's a, a threat. common threat. Yeah. Right. So maybe that's how you look at it is like you, you common enemy, but there's also common threats, which are more like systems or, um, made maybe like certain issues. Right. Those will be common threats. Right. So you can recognize those together and decide what those are. And that also brings solidarity. Absolutely. Right. And can I just say this really quickly? Like, again, the common enemy gets pretty dangerous when it's a person. So if you take that same vulnerable, needy woman who is attracted to power or whatever, it's a common threat when it comes in contact with a male egotistical pastor. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, another person it may not be that right but when it comes in line with a, a male sort of or anyone that's sexually attracted it doesn't have to be a male but like right yeah, anyway yeah who is in a relationship mm -hmm. yeah and has a wife and spends time alone in an office you know what i mean that's that, a yeah. full-on like absolute threat yeah 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 okay so as All long right. as I'm people just agree like what are threats what are common, what are our common enemies right. that helps bring solidarity. And I was just saying that what I love about you is that you understood like letter vent, because letter that vent. is one of the things that's going to create solidarity. Yes. You, as soon as the partner pipes up and says like, I don't really think you're, you know, representing it right. Or well, like, you know I don't what? really think she did that. There's an immediate division. I immediately right. feel like you're not with me. There's a time for that. And we'll talk about that, but that that's not the time. Exactly. And what happens with a guy, you know, and again, I, you know, whatever, I'm going to genderify it. I don't know how to say it, but whatever, whatever, however you want to say it, what happens with a guy is he wants to fix it. Well, got girls do too. Like ladies do too. It okay. doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. Well, guys and girls, the other person wants to fix it. Sure. And what I think what I've learned is, okay, if you want to fix it in that moment, it's like getting out a hammer. Yeah. It's like getting out a hammer to try to do the you know, do the thing that only a screwdriver can do. Right. And you can beat the shit out of a screw. Yeah. And it's not going to go in, dude. Right. You have yeah. to screw it in. Yeah. And that's the thing with me. It's like in those moments, you don't get a hammer out. Right. Yes. Like you, you just, which wrong is why, tool. Which is why it's always helpful to ask the question when somebody's venting like that and you're unsure if they're looking for answers because maybe they're asking kind of like rhetorical questions. Yeah. It's always good just to be like, I'm totally listening. I'm with you hundred percent. I agree, blah, blah, blah. But are you wanting me to give advice or are you just wanting to listen? And the, hopefully the other person is like honest to right. say like, I just need you to listen right now. Yeah. And I would even say this, you probably won't have to ask that question. If you hear this, sorry, I'm just venting. Yes. And then bam, they're back into yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just venting. Bam. They're back into yeah. it. Don't ask any questions. Just agree. Yeah. So good. Like that. so good. Just you, you really nailed you like that. that and, I, okay. and I think that yeah. that should be, everyone should listen to okay. that because it's really helpful. Okay. So, but what I think this boils down to is we talked about how like you do this because you know that I want to be heard, Yeah. which means that you're protecting one of the things I value. Sure. One of my highest values is being heard and being known and being seen. And I would say that that's pretty universal across everybody. Everyone yeah. wants to be known, heard, seen. So it's this idea of the ego and that right. you're protecting my ego. And what I want to say about that is like ego gets such a bad rap. I like know. people are always like anti-ego, you know, like put aside the ego. Right. And I'm like, well, let's just, let's just be, I'll just define what I think of as ego. Okay, go. Your individual core self, your values, your identity. Right. The thing that is like makes you you, your sense of self, 
is what I'm referring to as ego. I love it. So it's like that idea of if you have no higher commitment than yourself, you're way off. But you do have to know yourself and you are an individual and you were created for a specific purpose on and on. You know what I mean? Like you have a reason why you're here and there are things that are beautiful and special about you. Yeah. And those things need to be heard. Let me hear you sing. We want to hear your voice. You have something to say. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a difference between egocentric being egocentric and like ego centered. Everything's about me. Everything's about me. Mm -hmm. And just having a, having a right understanding of your ego and understand knowing who you are. I had to get over a lot of like, how does this affect me? What do I think about this? How is this going to turn into, you know, which is so ego centered. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It can get, it can get twisty real fast. Right. So now, yeah. But one of the things I love is that I think by you putting a priority on listening and letting me vent and knowing that that's something I need, you actually were protecting my ego. Right. Because you're protecting what I value. And I think there's something really special about everything about you. Right. And and I think like, so because I've been married to you, I know there's things about your ego that you really value. Like parts of Chris Carmody that you really care about are really important and being heard is also one of them. Yeah. So what I'm doing in doing in that moment of being on your side, instead of maybe taking the other person's side or casting some like things into the equation, what I'm doing is like preserving your sense of self yes. and what you yes. value Preach and it. a good partner right. is always looking to preserve and build up the other person's sense of self. I love it. Right. Yeah. Cause if you're, yeah, if, if it, you know, it can be so dismissive. Yes. Dismissive is the perfect word. Yeah. You know, when you're like, when you're just, when you have these answers or you're belittling, right. you know, or you're saying like, oh, you're just kind of being, you know, right. you're just ranting, you know, whatever. Or That's, the, yeah. Or the new term, you know, like, or well, I just was being gaslighted. Okay. Whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Right. Somebody was dismissing how you felt, what you thought. Exactly. And you don't want that in your partner. You want your partner to be that safe person. Right. So protecting the ego is really important. So one of the things we were talking about is like, we've been married a long, long time. So we know kind of what each other's right. values are and what you should be protecting in me and what I should be protecting in you. And it's what like, you don't go there. Me. Don't go there yeah, right like, now. I'm like, yeah. okay, I know for instance, that some of the things you value are like being respected. Like, you know, I sure. wouldn't, I would be very careful to preserve and protect your ego in public in the sense that like, I'm not going to try to like in public disagree with you if it's not something that like, so humiliating. Yeah. Like for anyone, it's humiliating to be disagreed with in public. In like, public in front of I'm everyone. not talking about like, Oh no, that, you know, I know I want this instead of that. What I'm saying is like, no, that didn't happen. Or, you know, I hear that a lot with couples oh. like, Oh, you're not remembering that. Right. That did not happen that way. And they, yeah. you know, they're adamant. They're putting their foot down. I'm like, let him have it yeah. for a minute, especially in public and then deal with it in private. But exactly. in public, it all of a sudden the stakes get way higher. And what happens is you have now robbed each other of something you really value, which is like your ability to speak up in public and represent something. Right. You're kind of stripping the person of that respect. Yeah. That's due them. Right. And there's this. Yeah. And I think that you have a really good. I don't know. It. 
I don't, I can't say it's intuition anymore because we've been together for so long and we both have really tripped over this. I mean, we've made so many mistakes in this area where I'm like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe that I trampled on you in that moment. And I can't believe like, you know, and there's a word for it that is again, like genderfied, but it's this whole thing of like, women would do well to not emasculate a man in public. It's not just women. Anyone would do well not to emasculate someone like a man. Yeah, right. Sure. And emasculation, I know that that's like a term that's probably blah, blah, whatever. But I'm just saying like, for me, it helps. I know that it would help to put that in sort of perspective. Right. You see what I'm saying? Do you think that's because one of your core values about your ego and who you are and your sense of self is your masculinity? Absolutely. So I love being a man. So I, I just, I enjoy it. And there are things that I have, I consider manly and it's not just you know, chopping wood with an ax. Right. Yeah. It's like shredding on a guitar <laughs> or even though that's not, it's a general, but you it's have totally decided, gender neutral. you have decided sewing. I like to sew no yeah. judgment, you know, I mean, on and on. Yeah. So, but masculinity is one of your values. So I know that about you, which is right. why I'm going to do everything in my power. And having raised a lot of sons, I, I know that that's actually a really key component to a lot of men who value masculinity. Sure. So, I'm not going to, I'm going to protect that part of their ego right. as much as possible. Yes. Like not toward the point where it's toxic and I'm like keeping my mouth shut when I shouldn't be, but like in as much as you can preserve and protect each other in those things. Absolutely. Just like the things that I view as my identity as a woman, like, you know, those things and you're not going to be like belittling them because you're like, she actually derives a lot of her sense of self from that. Yeah. Like, when, you know, when the kids were little and like being, being the quintessential mom that I dreamed of was part of my ego was part of my identity, right. you know, cooking the best soup on the planet, which you I cook cooked the some, best soup on the I, planet, you know, like those things you knew I valued. And so you're right. going to protect those things. And, but, but as we were talking about this, we figured this out over the years through trial and error. Well, fighting, we fighting <laughs> is how we got <laughs> That's how we figured it out. Yeah. Thought about it. But we actually came up with some questions. Well, here, give me an example of, of, of like when you've been trampled on and it started a fight. Um, or, or I'm thinking like this. Okay. You mentioned soup. Yes. You're super good at making soup and you're really, I'm a good cook in general. You're a good cook in general. Yeah. If I walk into the kitchen while you're cooking. Yes. And I'm like that casserole probably won't taste very good with that bacon on it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, are you sure that you should be putting bacon on top of that casserole? Yeah. No, that's a bad example because bacon tastes great on everything, but <laughs> that would trample on you. Well, it would just, it, it undermines the thing that I have set up as part of my identity. Now, all of a sudden I'm like, why is he questioning this core thing that I thought I was? Right. And by the way, through our marriage, 27 years. Did yeah. I nail it? Did I nail that? I 28? 28. You don't remember. I don't know. It. We'll figure out. But you've cooked a couple of bad meals. <laughs> I mean, there's been a couple of bad meals. I love oh, you. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. So it's not outside the possibility. No, no. But it doesn't matter. You know that I value it. 
Right. And just like you're exactly. really good at just like you're really good at fixing anything, I can be like, oh, Chris could fix the car and he can fix the house and he can fix the, you know, radio and he can fix the whatever. Yeah. The furniture. It doesn't matter. You can fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that you know about yourself yeah. and is part of like the structure of your ego and like your individuality and your sense of self. And so do not question me. So if all of a sudden it's like like the other day, for instance. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just we give were us taking an pictures yeah. and you had this screen that we were looking at to right. see our posture and you kept turning it around when you needed to change something. And I was like why why are you turning that around or i was like why don't, don't you, you think just it'd be easier if you just instead of turning around each time like came at it from the other distance and you were like i was offended okay i was I, genuinely were, offended i was angry i was you like, were like you were like what well, no actually i think the comment was do you think i'm stupid yeah totally i think you think i'm dumb <laughs> but it wasn't actually that it was that i i actually wanted to know why you were turning it around because i didn't understand what was happening but i could have asked it differently oh you you butchered that one yeah and i'm like the controls are on the back of the camera <laughs> and the screen doesn't turn on if i have an extreme it's external- like you coming into the kitchen and being like do you need to add salt to that or don't you think you need to add salt to that before and i'm like you would oh, okay. basically take the soup spoon and chase me out of the kitchen yes which i have many you times. Actually have yes. yeah or you've thrown water in my face um <laughs> what else have you done charity let's so we we will talk about like what are better ways to ask those questions or to like pose those things yeah when when you're in the mode of knowing wait maybe i should keep my mouth shut for a second or rethink how i'm phrasing this to preserve the other person's individual self sense of self right because there is a possibility yeah that they're overlooking something in that absolutely moment. but typically it's like Get, if I'm taking photos, I already know what I'm doing. Right. Right. There could be like one of the worst things when I was growing up was I grew up in construction. So I'm a rough dude. Right. Okay. But you would hire a young kid. Yes. And he would get on the job with all these older people, uh-huh. all these older guys who are set in their ways. Yeah. And he would start making suggestions. Yeah. That is the worst thing that you can do <laughs> is be a little young yeah, man. In, in any industry, the on, person coming in on a job and start making a bunch of suggestions. Sure, because it's like it makes people. It just it it yeah, it makes um, it makes people. What are the? What You're gonna become the do? common enemy real You're quick. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah, and so that it's like, why are you asking this? We have so much longevity. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, there could be different ways to do it. So here's what I'm saying. Maybe it is good to ask some questions, but you can't ask them in a certain way. Right. And so we, right? we were going to talk about tips okay, at the end. Me, yeah. Oh, at the end. Okay. Yeah. We were going to talk about tips of like, what are better ways to do this? Okay. Okay. So. Well, you want to just give it now? Just give a tip now. Okay. Well, like for instance, that situation where you were looking at the screen, I think one of the major things is don't go into a situation knowing that they value something right. like I know you value being good at photography because you talk about it, you research it, you're into all it, you buy gear, like all that stuff. That's one of the big triggers. Like, Hey, that person values that thing. Cause they spend okay, a lot so, of time so, on so, it. So time out before you give the tip on how to ask the question. Yeah. What you're saying is how do you figure out what they value? Yes. Okay. So how do you figure out what they value? Well, I ask myself the questions like, what are they spending a lot of time talking about? 
Right. Like, what are they always talking about? And they must they, really value. What are they researching? What are they buying? What do they love? Like, what is what the are they thing, doing with their time? Like, what are they passionate about when they get when they get all hot and bothered when they're talking? What right. are what are those subjects? Yes, that's pretty simple. Right. But right. people don't pay attention to that <laughs> stuff. Because they have their own values. Or I think actually what happens is I don't value photography. Ah, and so I can hear you saying all that stuff and doing it and seeing all the time you put and in the back of your it. mind. You're going, why isn't he using an iPhone? Well, I'm just like, I don't really care. Right. And then the down, the, like the worst thing you could do then as a partner is be like, well, because I don't care. I don't care. Like you that's shouldn't not care value. either. Yeah. That's not a value of his. You're caring too much about this. Right. And I'm like, no, you have to have certain things set up in certain ways so that we can get this picture. I would like to see your pictures. Jerry. Right. And there's, and you're going like, I would like to taste your soup, Chris. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's things I value that you don't value sure. and the other way around, but you can easily tell someone's values by what they're spending their time yes. and energy and love and affection on. And that should help you understand and know that you need to approach those things as part of that person's ego I love from it. a protective stance instead of like a questioning stance. I love that. Yeah. So, so, so here's my thing. Yeah. If you see me fumbling around with the camera, cause yeah. this is all you see. All you see is me like, there's an easier way. Why does he keep on walking around the back of that camera? I He's fumbling confused. around. I was blah, confused blah, blah. by it. Okay. So, how would you ask that question? So what I did do was I was like, why aren't you just doing that from the front? That's what I said. And I'm, okay. and my response was, do you really think I'm that stupid? Okay. So now listen, the, just the way I said that was kind of like, I knew an answer that I actually didn't know. No, I knew an answer. So I was going in asking you like I knew kind of like if you were to say like, don't you think we should add salt to this? That's not really a question. That's no. like, Hey, add salt to this. I know this needs salt. Right. Just like you're saying, I know that if you went around back, you could totally, yeah. Or even just the slightest wow. like innuendo that you might know something different or better. What would have been? You're asking it with an answer in mind. Yes. So I think the key to this is, okay. especially when it's coming to negotiations or trying to get your way or trying to figure out what's going on or yeah. involved in those conversations whenever there's like, hey, we need to decide something. We need to come to a compromise. Go into it with an actual question like you're wanting to know. Okay. So okay. in that situation, I should have said, man, you spend a lot of time doing camera stuff. Talk to me about why, like, why are you doing it from the back there and turning it around each time? I like that. I, I think I like that. I think I like that. Because I'm acknowledging, yeah. Yeah. like, you know more about it than me. Yeah. Or I could have said, I genuinely am so curious. Why do you keep going around the other side? Right. Yeah. That is okay. a totally different I conversation. I think language that you could use is that that second one was better because okay. you go, I'm genuinely curious. Yes. I don't well, know the answer. I, yeah, or, or the other language. So I think genuinely, I'm genuinely curious and yeah. then ask your, ask your question yes. or I honestly don't know the answer to this. Yes. Why are you? Da, 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 da. Yes. I don't know the answer to this, but is this going to be a salty soup? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or is this going to be one that's not that salty? Yeah, like, totally. I genuinely don't know. Which helps the other person. It protects their, it protects their individuality, their ego. Yes, I love it. And it allows the other person to actually ask the question and, and be willing to be open to hear an answer. So if you don't go into that with... It's just smarter. It's so much smarter. It's so much smarter. And so to stop yourself... Actual language. You need words. Yes. To slow yourself down and go, okay, is this something that the person values? Then I really need to be careful yep. about the language I'm using and approaching my question about this. Because if, if you think at any point your partner is going to say something, don't you dare go there right now. Mm. 
then if you can hear that already <laughs> before you ask, yeah, then you need to uh, preface that question with "I genuinely don't know" or "I'm I'm I'm really curious." Yeah, not in a mad, a pejorative way. Yeah, but like yeah. in a way that where you're like, I honestly don't know the answer to this. Yeah. And then you ask your question. Yeah. So I think that's smart, right? Very, very smart. And so we'll go into some more of those tools okay, because yeah. they're all kind of part of negotiating. Because okay, this yeah. is all about getting, getting your what way, you want. getting what yeah. you want, whether it's knowledge, a compromise on something, right. a conversation about something. Yeah. So it's about understanding the value. So the other thing we talked about is like, okay, I understand by watching you okay. and paying attention to what you love. And listening to you, both in listening to your actions, watching your actions and paying attention to those and listening to the words you're saying. Mm -hmm. If you're a writer, listening to what you're writing to me about it, like listening to that stuff of value, yeah. knowing, knowing what you love, watching what you're researching, watching what you're buying. Those kind of things are informing me. But I also should be asking myself the question, what is my partner proud about in their life? Ooh. What is the what are the things that they really want to be identified at? And the opposite is, what are the things they really don't want to be identified at? Like they have at? A, they have a fear of being known as. Yes, and Brene Brown talks about that. She's like, oh really? Ask the question. What what thing do you not want to be known for? Because that'll tell you right away what wow. things to like. Make okay, sure. okay, on the spot. What? Give me one for you. One thing that you do not want to be known for. Go. Being weak. Wow. No question. Here's the hard part is that's so true for both of us. Yes. Because we were both raised with that being taught that this should be your greatest fear. Right. Well, I don't even know if that was a conscious thing. I just, I'm a pretty strong willed woman and like mm. it, it, we can be defined as whatever you want. But for me personally, one of my greatest fears is that I would be seen as weak as great as my mom was and much as i love her and want to honor and venerate her she's just she was a good mom mm -hmm. she i think i'm a i am i know that i'm a sensitive man yes i am would you yes don't say hypersensitive no i didn't i didn't i just agreed with sensitive okay uh. i am sensitive <laughs> i can feel a lot yes like i you i've said i've said a lot of times like I, one of my greatest gifts is that I can feel everything. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that, and I think that's, you're true. much more of a feeler than I am. Right. And my mom often would be like, toughen up, uh -huh. get your yeah. shit together. Like yeah. she would constantly be like, quit pouting, stand up straight. Yes. You're sulking self pity. Come on. What now move on? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, in one way, I love her for that. Yeah. Because I tell people all the time, she really made a man out of me. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you're a single mom and you're worried about your son, I'm not worried about it because you know what I mean? Because yeah. like you can toughen your kid up or whatever, you know, on and on. But on the <laughs> downside of that, the downside of that is that, I mean, it was, it, I mean, it was definitely, um, you, you had to be tough and you didn't to get, you didn't get to feel the things that you needed to feel, exactly. which was the real downside. In, in, in some, in some certain yeah. instances. Yeah. So what do you, so you don't want to be known for being weak either. Right. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And part of it is just because that was just taught. Right. Like it was so ingrained in me. So if you know this about each other and maybe that would be a good exercise to go through with your partner is like, what is the, give me your top three things you never want to be known for. And then give me your top three things that you really want to be known for. And, and in your mind then remember, and in my mind, yeah. I'll remember those are the things he values and the things that are the lowest, like 
he values not being associated with. So can I give you one and then you'll give me one? Like if I were to guess, you know how they do that thing with love languages? Like what's her love language? And then 35 years later, they still don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would say for you, something that you have the fear of not being known as. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You would not want to be... You would not want to be known or you would, you want to be known as a, um, a woman. Sure. Who's perfectly capable of everything. You, you, you're You're, saying I would want to be known as that. And your, and your greatest sort of fear or the nemesis to that is you being held back by any system or any uh, institution, or any thought, or mindset, or preconception that a woman can't do what a man can, or a woman can't accomplish everything she wants. Run the world. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, I think nailed it. I'm a feminist to the core, to the deepest core, to the deepest, which is, in my opinion, very sexy. Yeah, it is. Right. Okay. Now give me one. I would say that one of your greatest... Be careful. (laughs) One of the things you value most in life is your creativity. Okay. And your... So when I make... Yeah, go ahead. Innovation. Yeah. That comes out in your clothing, in your art, in your music, and what you do with your hands. Like you value creativity. It is one of your highest values. Right. What you do not want to be known for is being derivative. Derivative. It's like, if I could give you the worst insult, it would be your derivative. I You're copied, like, I copied something yeah, of a copy like, of a copy. No. Yeah. Oh, be like, no. yeah. You, you know. Nailed it, babe. You kind of know me. You yes. get me. Well, you so get me. we've had these conversations though. So yeah. this is a really good thing for partners to do is have these kind of conversations. Yes. What do you want to be known for? What right. do you, what do you never want to be affiliated with? Right. And that'll help me understand how I'm approaching you. And what things we're deciding are the most important things to preserve in each other. Right. And another woman might be like, my worst fear is to not be the greatest mom in the world. And another person, a a man might be like, hey, I want, my greatest fear would be laziness or something like, I want to show up at this job every single day, get my pension. You know what I mean? Like it's different for everybody. Totally. Everybody has. Everyone has their thing. But you have to be really careful in those Moment. In those, those areas are the ones you have to preserve the most. Yes, I love it. Preserve and protect both the values and the things, the anti-values. Like yes. They're kind of equal, of equal importance, don't yes, you think? Yes, I love it. Yeah. 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 So the other idea that we had is like there's common goals that we've created together. Sure. That we've given voice to. We wanted, you know, we wanted to be financially stable. We wanted to raise our kids a certain way. We, we, like we have goals over the time. So there's this common enemy Big idea. Big picture goals, Yeah. But then there's also common goals Yeah, where you've decided this is where we're headed together. You have a dream board. Oh, I totally. Have you, has anyone ever seen, we need to show your dream board. <laughs> no. We're not going to show it right now? Okay. It's embarrassing. But that. Why is it embarrassing? And you have like the lamest magnets. Oh, I love your my inspirational. so bad. You, inspirational magnets. It's like Talk the only about thing derivative. I'm like, it's the only thing I'm like that about. I love inspirational it's so magnets. so cute. Inspirational. inspirational. Can you remember one? Oh, yeah. Stand your ground. It's sacred. Yeah, totally. All that stuff. I love those. I have them all over. So cute. Yeah. It reminds me of your mom. Something your mom would do. Yeah. (laughs) I would never have a magnet like that. No, Uh -uh. no. But that's all right. I love them. 
So you know that they are valuable to me. You're right. So you let me have them, even though you're of like, course. Oh. I'm like, go get, go get some more magnets. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, baby. Go get you a magnet. I'm going to get you a magnet for Christmas. I'm going to find the cheesiest thing I can and get it. And you'll be like, tear, single tear. <laughs> Like, what? It's the only, don't get it to me in a card or any other thing. I need, I need it for, I need it for good. <laughs> okay. So th- here's the thing about okay. common goals. Go. Cause we talked about common enemies. Mm-hmm. We talked about like maybe, um, common threats, common threats. Yeah. And then now common, like common, common goals. goals. Yeah. Let's or, get positive. Sure. Yeah. Or this is, I think something that happens. We talked about this in the other podcast, how sometimes you'll go into something and I'll feel like I want something that you don't necessarily want. So it's not really a common goal yet. Right. But in partnership, a goal by one person must be the goal of the other person unless you've both decided to let down that. Set Can down you that say goal. that again, please? That's <laughs> so good. Say it again. A goal of one person must be the goal of the other person if you've decided to be in partnership together or you've decided together to kind of lay down that goal. And I'm not saying like me finishing my education has to be your same goal. What I'm saying is the common goals you've decided on together mm-hmm. have to be together. And what the trap people fall into is they say like, if I didn't get my way, it's a loss and you won. And so I'm feeling like I'm losing something and you're gaining something, which is such a trap because in partnership that doesn't exist. That's so good. In partnership, it actually means business partnership, partnership in life, any of that stuff. It Mm. means that if we win, if I win, we win. Right. If you lose, oh, we lose. That's so good. Yeah. And so it's such an important precept because one of the other things in any relationship or even in, you know, in, in life, it's like, if I see you winning, if I see you winning, I'm not losing. Yeah. If I see you yes. gaining, I haven't been stolen from, yes. right? Like if <laughs> that's the hardest thing in a relationship, it's like, and you have this weird dynamic a lot where, you know, a partner will get jealous of another partner. Yep. And it's like, dude, you're not losing anything by that person winning. Yeah. Do you feel like that often happens because they haven't actually articulated that it's a common goal that they're both? I think that's towards? part of it. I think that's part of it. And I think that there's a, another piece of it is oftentimes in a relationship when uh, when one of the partners is is just kind of like got a golden touch and they've got a lot of momentum and they're going and the other partner is mm. feeling less insecure, less whatever. momentum yeah. and they're not quite being as successful. All of a sudden, all the focus goes on the winning partner and it's like, well, I'm not winning because you're winning. Like all our time and all of our resources get spent on you. And it's yeah. like, no dude, you just haven't stepped up lately. You or know what I'm saying? Just, like or that, the momentum that, isn't for that particular thing. Momentum can't exactly. be on everything at one time. Exactly. And that's, I think that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up is because in a relationship, it's oftentimes one of one or the other partner is really in a momentum phase. And it, man, if you can add to that momentum or say, Hey, look, let's do whatever it takes to make you the most successful person right now Mm -hmm. or not the most like more than me, but like the most successful person you You can can be. be, Yeah. That's a big deal. What's the whole rising tide lifts all boats. If we see momentum, like, and we've done this lots of times, so many times it's like, okay, well, well, one of us started a business. Well then, okay. All hands on deck. Everybody's going to that because that's where the momentum is. And it's the season where 
I get to give. Right. right? We, we, we have seasons where one person is going to be sacrificing more because, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that the sacrifice is a loss. It means it's an investment. Exactly. The sacrifice is an investment instead of a loss into whatever momentum you've decided is your common goal. Yes. But that takes rehearsal over and over and over. I mean, I can't even count how many fights we've had over the oh, time we've been married about like babe. rearticulating. No, we don't. We decided to pursue this common goal. Like, let's get let's get our panties yep. out of a wad and say like we decided this. Yep. Now we're headed that way. So everybody like take retake assessment of where we're at and who's given what right now for the oh common goal. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yep. Every time we've started a business. Yep. Every time we've bought a, a, an investment property that we had to move in for a year, yeah, like it's like, no, I'm not packing again. Yeah, yeah. Or no, why do we have to, you know, it's not remodeling. Not, But then we're like, well, we decided the common goal was we're trying to build an income stream. Like, And we that have was, to build a retirement for ourselves. And so get out your hammer. And yep. Get, this is what we're all going to do. Right. Like, yep. and so even besides like common goals of actually activities, what are the common goals we have? that we are like, this trumps everything. This particular, like if there's really something that we feel like is of utmost important, one of our kids is really struggling. That's right. going to take priority. That's yeah. going to all of a sudden be the common goal over everything. Cause we've decided yeah. what things are of utmost important to us, our highest values. Yes. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that that's, you know, does that go without saying no? I don't think so. I think you do have to determine like, it is important to determine, especially before the relationship starts, it's really important to decide and go, would we have the same highest common goals? Well, okay. For instance. Or values? For instance, we had a common goal mm-hmm. to pay for our children's college, each of their bachelor's degrees, yep. so that they could enter into life without student loans. Yes. And that hurt. Ugh, awful. And it came, we got uh, quite a few times where we were like, well, if we weren't paying for this education, we could <laughs> probably buy that Corvette. You know what I mean? You know? Oh, over a few times over, I'm sure. And, yeah. but we both said no. This was something we decided this on. This is a common goal. Yeah. But get happy. Yeah. This is like, and look at our kids. I mean, they're absolutely, we're so happy. But, but it's not even like the, the action we did was the thing that made that. It was that we decided together, this yes. is what we're going to sacrifice for. Right. This is what we're going to do, whether it's for some people it might be paying off something. Or, it really cleared it up. Yeah, it did clear it up. And that's what the statement of common goals does. Yes. Is it really clears it up? And then I will say. Um, it's like we decided this. Right. And we need to stick to it. Yeah. We need to follow through. Yeah. So when you're talking about negotiating with your partner okay, or trying it. to get what you want. Yeah it's really important to understand like, okay, does this thing go towards our common goals or am I all of a sudden throwing this totally rogue thought in? Like I have gotten out of this agenda we've never agreed on. We've never talked about it, and I'm throwing it in there and I'm trying to negotiate on this thing. Like right. that might not be a good idea. You might need to have that rediscussion of the common goals to figure out, is this a goal you're both pursuing or is one person just really wanting something that you haven't decided together? Right. That which would be a different issue altogether. Well, that's just a fight. <laughs> That's a fight. Or don't be scared to fight. Or something the other person just needs to take on, but don't don't drag the other person along with you. Right. They didn't sign up for that if you haven't oh. decided that it's a common goal. Okay, say that again because <laughs> you've done that to me so many times, Charity. So many Like times. we're going this direction. I'm now. a woman of agendas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lists and agendas. <laughs> 
and new initiatives and new <laughs> things that we should build. We're going to start five new businesses oh. by year end. And then, but we have to have those conversations to go, oh, okay, we're not really going to do that. Or yeah, let's do that. Let's get on board. Now let's yeah. work towards that. Go ahead and start the next <laughs> nonprofit by <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so tips for negotiating are just discover what the person's values are. Make sure you're going into it, really protecting them. Make sure you're t taking that time to listen and then making sure like you, you have established common goals and that you know what things are of utmost important. It's that nine one one thing. Like if, okay. if I'm bringing up something, you're doing something, we've decided on who's doing what thing that day or what the agenda is. And all of a sudden my, something that's come up in my life, I want to interrupt what you're doing yeah, we've talked about this, you know, in a podcast before about the mattress being delivered at the door kind sure. of thing. It's that same exact thing. So, for instance, can I give an example just quickly? Yeah. So that idea of the other day, you know, I, I had until noon. We had talked the day before. I'm like, hey, what's tomorrow looking like? Yeah. And it was like, OK, we're not doing we're doing this whatever family thing, which trumps a lot when we do family stuff. Cause we decided that we that's decided important. Family stuff is yep. really important. So at noon we're going to do, so I'm like, sweet man, if I get up at 5am, I can be in the shop making stuff and doing whatever and learning Instagram. Cause I'm so bad at it or whatever. And, um, and so here I am and it's like 10 o'clock and I'm trying so hard to just make an Instagram post. <laughs> it's everything I can do to try to get this damn Instagram thing off the ground. And you come in and are like, freaking out and you are wanting me to stop what I'm doing, even though it's an Instagram post, you want me to stop what I'm doing and come and do what you're doing. Yes. And I'm like, I have to get this done. Like I thought I had till noon to do the thing that I needed. I know it seems insignificant, but to me it's monumental because I'm trying to get an Instagram post off. Yeah. And a lot of people like they just flip and do and you know, whatever. But for me, it's a big deal. Right. Yeah. And we fought really bad about that. Yes, because you were like, you don't value what I'm doing. You told I, it, me the time frame. Well, here's my here's the language is, babe, I know how insignificant this looks to you. But to me, it's such a big deal right now. I have to get this done. You were saying like last night we agreed I would have till noon to just do what I needed to do. And yeah. this is something I feel like I need to do. So we fought about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We did. Meanwhile, here's the here's the thing that I didn't realize is that you were negotiating another land deal <laughs> <laughs> and all kinds of stuff was needing to be answered and needing, you know, needing your input, needing, actually needing my input, input in that moment. And I'm thinking to myself, nothing I have till noon, like don't bother me till noon. Yeah. This can yeah. wait until yeah. noon. Meanwhile, you had people on the phone, right? Right. Well, I mean, go ahead and just, well, yeah. So I was just trying to do something. So I wanted to interrupt you. So in that situation, what we decided after we fought about it was like, yes, it was I a pretty good fight. It was a pretty good fight. I okay. could have handled it differently. I did make it feel, you feel insignificant. It was terrible. You made me feel awful. But I'm sorry. then also I was not clear to identify that there was a common goal that was kind of needed to trump it. We, we needed a nine one one in that situation yes. for me to go, I know you're doing this and it's super important. And we agreed that you could have it until noon, but I really, I need to call a nine one one right now and be like, this is kind of urgent of, love of high value, something we've decided on. And can you just give me 10 minutes? Cause I know, I know how rational I am. And I know that if I make commitments up front, I'm a disciplined person. Yeah. 
And I also am a person of integrity. And if you said I have to call an audible, whatever the safe word is, you know, if it's an emergency, I'm calling an audible. Look, this is a flash mob. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever you, you know, I know that I would be like, okay, I already agreed to this. Right. Let's do it. Now you can't pull that about just random stuff. Like all of a sudden I have an agenda and I'm going to be like nine one one. It's not really something, you know, (laughs) but if it's something actually serious where it might be time sensitive, like you have to have a way to communicate that to each other that doesn't rob the other person of the things that are important to them. Yeah. And you are such a genuine person and a loving person and a person of integrity that you would never do that. I already know that about you. You would never just call an audible because you want something like you would do it because of genuine emergency. You're like, well, our bank accounts are all just going to start drying up. If you can't answer this one question right now, it's something, you know what I mean? Well, you would I, do that. I don't think I always would have done that, but I'm certainly more careful about that than I used to be. Wait a minute. <laughs> are you cracking? Are you saying right now you might call it an audible that doesn't no, I'm need saying to be called? Back in the day, I probably would have out of sheer emotion or like trying to get my way or manipulation, oh. like for sure. Now I'm just like, well, honestly, the more, yeah, the more self-sufficient I become, the more I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll figure it out or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Huh? Yeah. That's really a good point. Yeah. So, okay. The nine one one, you have to, you have to have these common yes. goals. Okay. So tips for negotiating. We kind of came up with some tips for negotiating to get your way with your partner that are helpful and healthy ways to negotiate. Because you actually do need to learn to negotiate with your partner. 100%. Very critical. Yes. And healthy. So Not to only live your own life and and meet the things that you're supposed to be doing, but also to have a healthy actual relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tips number one, make time to listen. Knowing the values. I love it. Identifying what they're, what is the, the important things to that. Don't person. interrupt when they're venting. Just agree. Yes. That's the idea. Listen, make time to listen. So we have counseled lots of people where like one person might be a really good talker on their feet and the other person might like, they can't, can't think process on their feet. That quick. They've got to go take a week or off. They're just not, they're not a verbal processor like that. They don't like to fight and debate. Um, right. So in that situation, taking the time to listen might mean I'm going to take the time to allow you to write down what you are thinking, or I'm going to take the time to just watch your actions for a little bit. And that is my way of listening to what you're doing. I'll read you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to make, even though you're not speaking up right away, we're going to set aside an entire hour where I'm not, I'm literally, and we have given this counsel to people, do not speak for an entire hour and let her just say, however (laughs) slow she wants to say it, what she needs to say and keep That's your so mouth shut. Don't say a word except, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I hear you. Because, because some people cannot stop themselves. Oh, I know. And But yeah, the frustrating like st- turtle <laughs> emotional processor well, is in need of space yes. and time. It's like, ah! Well... But, but it's true. Those people. It's I, not any less valuable. I know. And I have known people like this and they feel so much better. It just takes them so long. Which is fine. Which is great. But and they have to have that time. So make time to listen. Yeah. Don't be the jerk and not make the time, which I have often been in my life. And now I'm I'm keep reminding myself like, no, Charity, even if they're not asking. And even if you could kind of rail, railroad this, like make the time to listen. Railroad whatever steamroll railroad <laughs> i think those are both the same but i will say luckily you and i have we're both like firebrand yeah but that's not normal we uh, in all of our counseling bam, bam, bam. 
we know that most couples, one person processes very differently than the other. And so you have to allow that time. It's pretty rare that you have two people who like love to verbally duke it out. Most people are not like that. One's confrontational. One isn't whatever. Again, I think I want to try to say this in every podcast. Don't be afraid to fight. You have to be able to fight. You have to be able able to fight in a healthy way. So, So healthy. Okay, the other thing that I think we've gotten a lot better on, I've gotten a lot better on, I'll take ownership of this, okay. is understanding timing. Like oh, we talked about at the beginning, you let me vent, and you might be like listening to me and being like, Charity, you're mm-hmm. so wrong. You know, deep down you're like, you're so wrong about this. You're going to eat these words. Like you're not understanding the situation. Or like, I don't think, you maybe you know something I don't know about mm-hmm. it, but you're letting me go. Now's not the time for you to pipe in and be like, nah, you think you got that wrong. Right. But there is a time to do that. Yes, there is a time. And understanding timing is key. Yeah. And the timing isn't when there's like a breath in the conversation or there's a breath when you're venting and you say, I know I'm just venting. A lot of guys or a lot of partners in that moment would be like, oh, that's my cue to like, go ahead and fix this. No. Mm-mm. That's your cue to just keep listening. Yep. And another time, a totally different time. Right. Is when you figure out how to When do I when up. when's timing when's good timing for me? When do you think I you see a like an open door to confront something in me? Well, I have to make sure you're not you're you're a one track mind guy. One thing at a time. So I have to make sure there's actually space to deal with it. I used to always want to talk about things when you were in the middle of doing something else and then I'd get pissed off that you weren't actually hearing me. And now I realize, <laughs> like, that's on me. I was the dummy who showed up and was trying to talk to you while you're doing something else. Right. So now I figure out, like, oh, the timing needs to be when you're calm, when you have time to not be thinking about other things. We're sitting in the living room having a glass of wine or we're on a walk. When it's invitational for me to do that. I love it. Then I'll bring up those things. And you That's just, smart. That's you real the smart. the same thing with me. When you see, I think what you do with me is when you see that I'm starting to have little epiphanies about something, then you'll eke in like a little, well, yeah, and you know that. Well, for me, with you when I'm ready to confront something, there's two things that come to mind. One is I have to see your, your starting to, uh, uh, humility seems like the word okay. it, you're starting to do this. Oh, what if I'm thinking about this wrong or mm-hmm. what if this, you know, yeah. then it's like, okay, there's a way in here where we can start to process through. Yeah. What if babe, like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, I don't yeah. know. Maybe they didn't mean that. You kind of, you kind of take that and you do the same thing as the venting, and you like side with me on the little bit I'm giving. Yeah, you, yeah, you take that part. little bit and you just do kind of a what if thing, or yeah, you know what that that might that may not have been what they meant. Yeah, or maybe it wasn't didn't go down like that. Yeah, you know that kind of. Or thing. sometimes I think you play dumb and you're like, oh, I had never thought about that. When I know deep down, yeah, you were thinking the whole time. Oh like, uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna do a podcast on how to lie to your partner. Oh yeah, that'll be good. That'll one. be a good one. <laughs> But the other one is, for me, confronting you Yeah, is sometimes time's up. Sure. Sorry. It's done. Done. You're done with it. And I have to yell in your face, I've reached my bottom. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do it. We Sorry. Must, we must confront this. We have to talk now. Yeah. And you go into the closet and you yell at each other, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. even if there's people there. Like right. there's sometimes you just do that, I think, as a couple. But it's not the most effective approach. It's horrible. It's, it's like the last, horrible. that's the last resort. But, but it is effective. Like it's at least you get the thing. For I'll, some people. Yeah. Yeah. For it is for me, and you've learned that about me. So that, but it's it's about timing, right? Yeah, figuring out the timing. Timing, yes. So the other thing that um, we talked about is back to that: ask like you're actually asking. 
like that you actually yeah. want to know the answer. Yeah. Quit like pretending you know something going into it. Well, a lot of times you have an answer that you already know mm-hmm. or that you want or that you want and you walk into it with that. So we've like been, you're not actually asking, dude. No, we've been experimenting this, which is super fun and it's been working really well. We've been experimenting in our own relationship where we started this thing where we're like, because we're going through so many changes, all these, you know, we're creating all these things mm-hmm. that we, it felt more safe to say before we brought up an idea or something to talk about. It felt more safe to say at the beginning, okay, I'm just going to start talking out loud and start like, just kind of like saying things <laughs> and brainstorming. Yeah. As soon as one of us prefaced it with like that, yeah. then all of a sudden it wasn't like they're proposing that we do this. They're just thinking right. out loud. So I'm, I've like hands open. Okay. He's just thinking out loud. Yep. Yep. And that's the, one of the ways that I, that I'll do that too, is just say like, okay, so I don't know where this is going to go. I honestly don't know, but yeah. I need to start talking out loud. So I'm just going to talk out loud. Yeah. This isn't a thing. I'm tr- I'm not accusing anybody. I just have to talk out loud for a minute. Let's talk out loud about this. And I don't know where, where we're going yeah. with it. And, and bad day, you know, you just start talking. That's a very helpful negotiation oh, tactic because it actually gets you to actually start to talk about what the options are. And the other thing is, is what I've discovered that language does is it helps me go, I think we're going to discover an answer as we talk. Yes. Like, I don't know where this is going. I just need I to talk. That. out. just talking I out loud. That. I'm not biting your head off. I'm just talking out loud. I need to talk out loud really quick here. Let's go. And it's, that has been so helpful. It's been so helpful. So that's a key to negotiating because it gets you to actually bringing in right. all those things. And then we said, you know, recognizing what's a value of the other person. I see you've been studying this, like the camera. I, I see you've been researching this. Yeah. I see you put a lot of effort into this. I haven't been. So can you tell me why, like, why, why, why are you doing it that way? Right. And that helps because it's like, oh, instead of me coming in, like I somehow know something about cameras, which I do not. Right. It, it lets me ask the question, honestly. It puts the person who's put out the effort sort of in the driver's seat. Yes. And it's rightful. Yes. It's rightfully so. That person should be in the driver's seat of that conversation. Yeah. And so, yeah, that walking into it saying, I genuinely don't know the answer to this, but I'm curious. Yeah. Tell me, you know, tell me about this. I love that. Because I don't know and you might know, then talk to me about this. And it just kind of opens up this thing. And it lets, the more questions you ask, the better. In all negotiation, rely on questions more than assertions yeah, every time. I love it. It's going to bring out things you can identify then and you can find pieces of commonality to pull from. Yeah. There's compromise. a, there's a podcast in there too. For we're, sure. We're doing that. For sure. How to ask questions. Go so ahead. another big key that we've come to lately is like, we have to start treating each other like we mean what we say. Yeah. Here's what you're going to do for 20 years of marriage. Read each other's minds. <laughs> Try to, you're no, going to attempt it. No, <laughs> You're going to expect mm. that the other person is going to read your mind. You're going to expect that the things that you do are going to be sufficient and you don't have to use words. <laughs> like, Total gonna, baloney. It's it doesn't such work. BS. Like it you're just work. never going to get there no. if you're a mind reader. Like, sorry. And it's your way of like huffing and puffing around. Like I would yeah. always do that to you. I'd like, you would say something and I would think he's not actually going to do that. Cause he's going to hold that over my head later. So then I need to usurp that and like not take him at his word and like try to read into it and then adjust accordingly. So that we had so bad. So the other day we, 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 during this fight we were mentioning, one of the things we came to is like, okay, enough of this. We're both mature grown ass adults. 
I'm going to take you at your word. If yeah. you don't want to do something or you do want to do something, just say it like it is. And I'm going to take that as your word and I'm not going to personalize it. And then I'm just going to treat you like the adult that you are. And then you're going to do the same for me. And so we're going to have very frank discussions about what we do and do not want to do. And we're going to trust that the other person actually means what they say. I love that. It's been so liberating. It's so liberating. It's like, I don't want to go to yogurt land. <laughs> and you're, and most rational people are like, who on the planet would not want to go to yogurt land? Yeah. And you obviously want to go to yogurt land. Yeah. I mean, come I'm, on, yeah. you're going to you yogurt. You Damn me. To I'm go. You're yeah. going to go to yogurt land. It's like, no, actually I'm a grown ass adult. <laughs> I don't like yogurt land. All right. I'm not going to go. Like, and so I just need to, instead like of, instead of taking that as a personal thing, I just need to say like, oh, he doesn't want to go to yogurt land. That's fine. I can still go to yogurt. Land I'm going to go to yogurt. Land. And See quit it. making it like <laughs> I need to, him to do what I want, you know, right. Like treat each other like grown ass adults. I love say it. what you mean, mean what you say and let both of each other do that. And then when the other person and be vocal about it, when the other person then goes back and is trying to hold something over you mm-hmm. because you took them at their word. Yeah. Don't allow that. Call that out and be like, no, you said, and we agreed yeah. that we were both going to say what we mean. Right. So I just took you at your word for that. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to personalize it. I'm not going to make it over emotional. Yep. That's, it's a key tactic. Okay. Wait quick. I know we've already gone for an hour and three minutes, Oh. but I will say, I'm going to take you at your word, right? You have that, you have that precept. Yeah. I'm taking you at your word. I'm treating you like, I love that vernacular, as a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Something about the word ass in there is just perfect. <laughs> Makes it so You're much grown-ass more. Grown-ass yeah. adult, right? Grown-ass woman, grown-ass man, yeah. right? Here's what I would say is a lot of times you think that that decision that you've made, now you're being treated as a grown-ass adult. Mm-hmm. That decision is forever. Mm. And that can be a trap. Yes. And so one of the, one of the verbal ways I get myself out of that, very simple. I've had a change of heart. Oh, I love it. It's easy. Yeah. I've had a change of heart. You know what? I think I like yogurt land <laughs> uh, and I want the gummies. Yeah. I want gummies now. I'll be like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. I, you've had a change of heart. Let's go. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to take you at your word. You're a grown ass man that you've had a change of heart. Yeah. Like, okay. Again. Like, let's just be honest and Super let's, easy. let's keep to that honesty. Yeah. So the last tactic we talked about, well, second to last was like the understanding of small wins. Like there's stuff where you're going to argue about in marriage. And this always is surprising to me is that couples will ruin their relationship over stupid shit. Oh yeah. Like they'll, oh. they'll duke it out over the littlest things. And again, I want to go back to the principle that in partnership, there's no such thing as win lose. Uh, opposite parties it's we are both winning or we are both losing that's what partnership is like yep so when there's small wins like if you're like i don't want to go to yogurt land and i honestly could give a shit if we go to yogurt land (laughs) great let's not go to yogurt land that's a small win and you know what that does immediately is it puts money in the bank i view it as an investment i just invested in your happiness Ooh, by not going to yogurt land by giving the small like what are, I'm conceding that like, ah. the, okay, that just made us both stronger. Here's why. Whenever you have somebody who insists on getting their way all the time and never concedes to the other partner, there's so much contempt and animosity that builds. It's so, like debt. So listen, ladies or gentlemen or whoever is listening, let the small wins 
put money in the bank for you not being the hard ass that always has to get their way. Wow. Be the person that invests in the stuff you don't really like. It's not worth even caring about. Let those things be wins. Let them be investments. Let them pour into the the overall strength of the partnership and the other person feeling like you care about what they want. Okay. You you have to give an example. Can you give an example? I just did yogurt land. That's not good enough. Okay, you give an example. Well, I'm thinking like, because a friend of mine used to always say, you don't really know what life tastes like. Mm. And I'm like, what? The taste of life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is really living. And yeah. it's like, you know, into, until you really taste what tasting life yeah. is, you, you're, you're really, you taste a lot of death. So for instance, like your form of entertainment, the way you entertain yourself when you're coming up and through your college years or whatever, a lot of friends of mine developed some really bad addictions and habits. Sure. And the whole time they were thinking they were really getting a taste of life. This is what it means to live, man. Drinking sure. beer every night and doing a little bit of Coke on the side, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. They were really tasting life. Yeah. When really they were tasting death. Sure. And I think that kind of principle goes really well in this whole thing of like, you don't really know what it feels like to win in a relationship. Oh, a lot of times what you're feeling is you think you're feeling a loss. You think you're, you know, you think it's just this awful loss feeling, Mm. but really it's that sacrificial feeling. It's that feeling of like, no, this is a real win here. Yes. It's it's a greater win. It's what it feels like to put money in the bank. Yes. Oh, I love that. You see what I'm saying? Like there's a feeling that comes with you being on a team. Yes. (laughs) Belonging, having a joint purpose, common goals. Sometimes, you know, you can't just be the asshole. Yeah. And you have to give, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, And you have to learn what that feels like. And I think what you're saying is like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying is like the taste of death could seem like life when you feel like they've, they've conceded your point. Yes. And you're the, you're the one who just keeps saying like, no, I need to be proven wrong. You need to agree with me. You need to say that I was right. You need to look that up and acknowledge that I was right about that. Whatever. That's not what a win tastes like. Yes. That's actually death. That's your relationship. You're actually, you're losing something by doing that. I love you're that. losing your loved one there. I love that. Like you're, that's yeah. not the right feeling. Yes. So that indignance, you're just feeding into your own. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So small wins. Yes. Bring investments. Yeah. Recognize what a win is. I love it. And sometimes it tastes and what it like a loss. it feels like. Yeah. You know what it really feels like to yeah. win. And having and, a peaceful home goes a long way. You yeah. get a lot more out of life. Now, again, we could do a whole nother podcast on martyrdom yeah. and trying to save the world and you becoming Mother Teresa. Martyrdom, yeah, state, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martyrdom. What did yeah. I say? Martyrdom. Martyrdom. <laughs> martyrdom. Oh. Yeah. And and there's the real sick whole I was the dyna- queen of that. Yeah, whole yeah. dynamic of that. Where, yeah. You know, but I am saying there are, there is that little, you got to get that flavor. Yes. I love that. that what it means to actually win here. Yeah. Small wins. Mm-hmm. Understand what those are. And then the last thing is, I think one of the things that's really helped us is identifying when we reach a compromise and being like, kind of being like, nice. Yeah. You know, we there's a it. high five. Yeah, We did it. We made a compromise. Here's the th- way we went into this. So we actually verbally acknowledge it. We made a compromise. Oh, yeah. Here's the outcome that we're now saying. We're both going to take each other at a word. We're both going to do this or that. And then it solidifies like, oh, we just came out with a common goal. Again, solidarity mm-hmm. happens. I love it. Yeah. You have that thing of, and I, and I, and I 
preach this all the time to myself and to my kids and stuff. It's like, man, rehearse the things that you really like about your life. Mm, yes. <laughs> Keep saying like, man, I have a really beautiful life and these are the things I really like about my life because it's so easy to be hard on yourself. It's so easy yeah. to just like downplay everything that you've accomplished. Everybody does it, right? And I, one of the one of the coolest sort of spiritual thoughts that I've come to lately is I have everything that I need right now to create a moment of happiness. I love that. Yeah. Nothing can take that from me. Yeah. I have everything in in the universe and everything at my disposal right now to create a moment of happiness, whether that is bringing up an old memory, whether that is, you know, on and on. Yeah. You can be happy. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I love it. Anyway. So rehearse that stuff. Yeah. Rehearse, Decide, rehearse those acknowledge when you Acknowledge when you've yeah. had a good compromise. Acknowledge when you've negotiated well. Acknowledge when you're both getting what you want. To High five comment. over a really good win. Goal. Goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So that's all about how to get what you want. When you're dealing with your partner. I love it, babe. Yeah. Good job. High five. High five. Wait, babe, <laughs> babe, wait. <laughs> How do we end this? By saying thank you. Okay. You guys are awesome. Thank you. There's nothing more encouraging than you hitting that like button and commenting. And don't forget to subscribe. And I know there's more. You have a list. Might as well go down the list. Right. Okay. Watch the video of this podcast on our Beautiful Steph YouTube channel or on our website where you can actually download transcripts and show notes of the episode. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If today's episode made your together even better, tell someone. Okay. Now. Right now. Today. Okay. You can take one step. It's just one step. Toward the beautiful relationship you want in your life. You got this. <laughs>